All right, so welcome to Making the Dough Show. I'm John Cohn. I'm Nate C. Murray. All right, it's been a little while since we've recorded. It has. Uh, you went to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii. You uh, died to the world for about a month. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I ran a mega Kickstarter. And by run, I was marketing and community management. It's a project run by Spencer and Ryan from IDW Games. Right. right. 30,000 comments. Um, and I didn't even realize my body had shut down until yesterday when I came back alive at about 6.30. So, so here's a question I have because I've... Contr- uh, contributed to some Kickstarters, and I always think about putting in comments. And I know that some people are very uh, into responding to the comments a lot of times. Do you read like every single comment? You, how many? Um, I probably catch 60% of that 30,000. Um, and the reality is, we're going 24 hours a day. Uh, Pete uh, Walsh, the co design developer for the new Turtle system, was he's in Australia. And so he was covering when I was going to bed. Mm. which was typically 10 or 11, I would sign off and he would take over. So, And that was seven days a week. That was every day. So that was how much work I was doing. Um, but I, Kickstarter's comment system is not designed where it's really easy to track. So a lot of stuff gets missed, but people typically will bring things up again they want to hear the answer to. Yeah, it's the FAQ, and, and there you go. So some highlights of the campaign. Uh, we gave away a ton of value. Made mm-hmm. eight, made $800,000. And had a vanilla ice impersonator in the comments on the last day. So oh, he was, it was in the real vanilla ice. Uh, someone claimed it was their alt account, but I, I I will say I looked at the account. It was old. It had backed other projects, and it did come from a town where vanilla ice lives. All right. So it was either a very good fake or it was ice. And one of the designers did reach out to vanilla ice, and then all of a sudden that started happening. So so when you're the mystery doing will maintain. and when you're doing a Kickstarter. Um, because it's a it's a process that belongs to a lot of people, and you have right. to hear other people. So, do you stop, collaborate, and listen? <laughs> I, I, he didn't have that loaded. That was just that was good. That was good. <laughs> but uh, you do. I think when you do a mega Kickstarter, it's essentially signing up to uh, be in a dunk tank mm-hmm. for thirty days and just have people throw balls at you. Like, there's, it's never enough. You're, you're never the hero. They're, they're not going to like you. And, um, you know, there were days where the team, like, got down because of it. It's a really, you have to get your mind right. And my apparently my, my strategy was turning off a lot of my brain because there are days I don't remember. Uh, many, many things Amanda told me happened in the last few days that I, was, I did not believe. Well, I remember one of the days you thought it was Tuesday and it was like, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no days. Yeah. Yeah, there's only a clock and money and, and, and people wanting more stuff. And uh, But it's always cool because the crowd crowdfunding is neat because like, we made decisions based off the comment section. So like people got the, a whole new expansion to the game at the end because Spencer just said, okay, we're going to do that. That's and that cool. was not in the plans. I, I promise we didn't trick people. Like That was just Spencer going, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> gotcha. So... Gotcha. Well, yeah, that's that was cool. It. Yeah, and then and then yeah, I was in Hawaii so uh, for a week, um, not being incredibly stressed yeah. and, and having any of that. Yeah. The stress definitely came when we came back. Uh, we this week I've been primarily focusing on getting all of the rest of the design and development for Grindhouse uh, completed. So we finally just posted a big update on Friday. We added 20 more cards to the core game, and uh, we've got all of our expansions plus our Kickstarter bonuses. So in the end, I finally was counting it out, and I kind of hadn't realized just how much content I'd created for this game. Um, I've written 116 rooms, which is, they're all different horror themes, different horror things. So my mind has been deep in horror for for quite some time now. Uh, And and, and, then I've got another horror game I I can't quite talk about too much yet, but it's also a very story-based horror adventure game, so... Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be clawing my way out anytime soon, but I'm not necessarily mad about it. Yeah, that's it's, that's your world. That's where you live. And so we're uh, we're sitting here today on a Saturday, mm-hmm. day after the campaign for Turtles launch. No yeah. break. No break. No, no, we went and, straight uh, into it because we and, well, uh, and we should probably talk about this a little bit. We we had last our our last episode we had talked about how we were kind of jumping into the new year and trying to be very proactive, and we had some some big ideas to get things done very quickly. Um, but then turtles happened. Yep. Um, and, and those things didn't, didn't quite happen as fast as we wanted them to. Right. Uh, so we decided that we were going to spend today, basically all day, uh, working on making sure that pun pun got fulfilled. Yep. 
Um, we've now got that. So we're, we have a, a manufacturer who is manufacturing now. Um, we're going to be shipping that out pretty soon. And then we got all of our design, uh, I guess, uh, scope yep. for uh, Council of Verona done. So we are going to be reaching out. I know we talked about launching in February. It's probably more realistically going to be March now. Yeah, we've got. Uh, a, there's some things to sort. Yeah, yeah, but you know that's that's kind of the nature of things. If if you've ever been a part of any really Kickstarter, you know that things get pushed. So yep. there's nothing new there. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what we did today. We did work. We, we did, did work. We really, we worked. We got we, stuff. We made a list. We accomplished things. Right. We fixed our, we're going to fix our banks. We're gonna, we're businessmen today. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we, we activated our business card, which we'd held on to for four months. Both of us tried to buy a lunch on the business when we were having a kind of, we need to correct the, our strategy on Thursday and neither of us had a working card for this business. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I went to activate it today and the pin code that they had sent me um, apparently deactivated after 30 days uh, and it's been like four months. So... The good news is it's now activated. That's right. So we're, we are officially, we're up and <laughs> yeah. running. And so, so that's we're, good. And we're at, we're at my house today. So if you hear sounds like dogs chewing on things and barking and growling, that's because there's dogs chewing on things and barking and growling. And there's a guest. And there is a guest that we have with us uh, who also happens to live here. Hi. <laughs> uh, this is Delaney Mamer. Hi. Uh, do you want to maybe give a little bit of a rundown on, on what you do um, in the games industry? <laughs> Shush, shush, oh, sure. Gizmo. He doesn't want me to tell what I what I do. No, he doesn't. Um, Is he reminding you of some NDAs that you yeah, have? Right? Yeah, right? He's just giving me a warning. Yeah. Don't don't cross the NDAs. Um, I'm a graphic designer. I uh, currently work at USAopoly. I make games and I do a giant chunk of the marketing, social, social graphics and whatnot. Um, I used to work at IDW with That's Nate. Right. Yes. Um, and then you introduced me and Nate. I did introduce Nate and John, and it was pretty exciting. A beautiful friendship has formed. <laughs> That's right. From that. But yeah, you know, I'm doing the daily grind. Yeah. Just like you guys, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, in a right? different aspect. <laughs> and uh, how'd you get into the board gaming industry? Uh, basically, I fell into it after college. I worked at Geek and Sundry randomly because I just happened to like the guild and applied and somehow got a job, which then led to me applying to IDW because I wanted to stay in the geek industry. And then um, I was working in marketing there, and then Nate came along and started, you know, basically started games at IDW, I would say. Um, and roped in me and my co-designer to, to build the games for him and people. And basically I got in because of Nate. <laughs> well, look at this. And you're like our Kevin Bacon. Here. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like the That's two, it. two degrees. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And IDW Games started because I was a huge games nerd. And Jerry yeah. Bennington is responsible for anything non-publication at IDW. Yeah. I reported to him. He said, would board games be a good idea one day? And I said, let's do it. Yeah. Having no clue how to make them. But, uh, <laughs> and then we made X-Files. <laughs> which was good. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to work on Kill Shakespeare? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I which kind of bla I, I black out Kill Shakespeare and String mm. Safari. Yeah. 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 <laughs> those, don't, those don't count. X-Files was... Yeah, X-Files was yeah. great, though. That was great. That was... Yeah. That was when you we and I started working We made a video and everything for it. Yeah. We started working closer on X-Files. Yeah. That's, that's when we, yeah. we kind of got our groove. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, we started making our own stuff, basically. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, getting random games. We had you know? Yeah, we had a consultant working, and then the consultant wasn't doing enough work, essentially. And so I became the project manager for IDW Games, yeah. out of necessity, yeah. which is how almost all my jobs have happened. <laughs> so you do all the graphic design for these games, uh, which I think a lot of people don't really understand like the amount of work that goes into it. Uh, so, so why don't you just give us like a little quick, like a, like a 10 second version of like what exactly goes into the graphic design of a game? Like what are the things that you are creating, uh, in, in a board game? Um, well, at least at my current job and basically when I was at IDW too, I would get basically a word document and an Excel sheet telling me. Uh, what measurements and like how many of everything and basically it was a make it figure it out how it all fits together kind of a deal so from box to cards to 
chipboard punch if there's going to be sculpts have to figure that out and then rule books are the worst thing in the entire world to make <laughs> yes they are um which always comes last for me even though some people disagree with me on what should come first <laughs> and last but um i mean it's basically all the components and making making a cohesive game that everything looks like it belongs in the same world and then going through licensors, and that's the fun part. It's when they tell you you can't do anything, and you got to make it work. Yeah, right. Well, I know that we've, we've had a number of conversations. Uh, obviously, you can't talk probably about any of the licenses uh, in specific. No, but can you give us... But, but right. Well, there's quite a few that are out that, that you could probably talk to. But can you give us an example? Because I know that... You know, I, I did a panel not too long ago, uh, a Comic-Con panel, and there were people that kept on coming up and asking questions about wanting to design games uh, under licenses. And we've had this discussion on this podcast when we had our guest Chris Patarlis, right. and he talked about, you know, you, you never design a game for a license, you have the licensor come to you, or you get the license and then you start working on it. Right. Um, from a designer standpoint, there's also a lot of these kind of big hiccups and, and instances that, that kind of come through when you're working on these licenses. Can you give us some examples of some of the, the challenges uh, that come with working with licensors? Um, I have to speak generally, because mm -hmm. you know, wouldn't want to pick on any licensor in particular. Sure. Um, but basically it's like, don't go in with preconceived notions of what your game will look like until you have seen the style guide and like what the, uh, the other company is basically letting you work with because you can get something beautiful and then they'll just be like, none of this is what we're okay with or comfortable with because you didn't read their style guide or, you know, look at what assets you had available to you. You just kind of jump in ahead of time and that's going to bite you in the ass basically. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's a lot of heartbreak working with That's, licensors. Yeah, it is. Your your creative vision <laughs> right? goes from this game that you love yeah. to a product that is on a shelf. Yeah, a high. You have a high end concept in your mind, and then yes. suddenly it has to turn marketable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, the people on the licensing end, and this is with no disrespect to them, they, they are overseeing t-shirt approvals, sock mm -hmm. approvals, exactly. merch approvals, and then this board game comes in, and it has 32 pages of rules, yeah. and they go, does it play like, well, actually, you work there, so you do, it does play like Monopoly, yeah. but that's what they, <laughs> for those of us not at USAopoly, the question will always be like, so how is this like Monopoly? Teach me this game, and then it's like, oh... This is a complicated five-player euro that takes three hours, and then the licensor glazes over and yeah, kind of you either bury your game or push it through. It's it's a definite problem is licensors not knowing how a board game is marketed to consumers or like what the best way to do it is. They see it as like you said a T-shirt or mm -hmm. like you know a, a collectible, but board games are a story. Well, at least they should be in my opinion, a narrative of some sort and it's a different way to you should sell it a different way. But yeah. you know, yeah, some people get it. Some people don't. I think that's something that a lot of people forget or, or, or not necessarily forget, but never know in the first place uh, is that these licensors, it's, it's not somebody who's dedicated to just this one aspect mm -hmm. of what you're doing. The person who's approving your board game is the same person who's approving like somebody's uh, Iron Man's face on some socks. Yep. And yep. so it's like, yeah, this, this guy may not really even know that modern board games as it, as it is now exists. Um, so you may be making this game that's very complicated Euro and they're like, I, I don't know what that is. You know, and, and you have to deal with that person. So, yeah, a lot of the times I, I, I've, I've heard this over and over and I've experienced it a little bit. I've been pretty lucky, though, you so have. far. I've been pretty darn you haven't, lucky. You haven't so had your nightmare lucky. game I haven't yet. had a nightmare <laughs> game yet. Uh, most of what I've wanted to put in a game so far has just been fine. Um, but there are definitely those instances where you go, oh, yeah, I had this whole thing planned. Yeah. And then I couldn't do any of it. Yeah. I think... One Delaney and I could talk about that's rather funny is Godfather. Oh, Godfather. Which, um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so I was the main designer on that. And Godfather is based off Mafia, but with, um, you know, the public domain game. But with some new rules that I created, I'm super proud of. And no, I art was, directed that game. It was a fun game. game. Yeah. yeah. And the art was 
beautiful until... <laughs> until someone at Paramount denied one of my pieces of art, which was Enzo the Baker. And it was important because he had to look threatening but not actually do anything, which is what <laughs> Enzo does in the film. He said, Pacino, when they're coming to kill Don Corleone, you know, he says, put your hand on your pocket like you got a gun. Mm. And this poor Baker is there. So it's a card that was important to gameplay, and it was really beautiful art. And they denied it for, first, for Pacino-likeness. <laughs> Which it wasn't even Pacino. Yes. And then I went back and said, it's not Pacino, it's this guy, and sent screenshots. And then they kept, and then they finally denied it for likeness to that character. And then you, Delaney, uh, had to either squash or. I made his face really thin and long and then like blacked it out. Yeah. So like you could only see his eyes basically. Yeah. And then they finally, I think sometimes the licensor also will just give up. Yeah. (laughs) And so. That used to be my job was berating them until they gave up. And so they, they let Enzo in and he made it. But it was like this beautiful piece of art from Corbin. And I don't remember his last name. I don't do last names. Uh, That's true. That is very true. But Corbin did this beautiful piece and then it ends up with essentially a question mark face. Yeah. So that, but all that's the other it. stuff was really pretty in it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that one was fine, but. Yeah. Have you had any games that you've worked on where you've been able to get like everything that you wanted to do just kind of like breeze through? No. No, never. That's not a... Uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm legitimate. Uh, Orphan Black was pretty... They were pretty easy to work with, I feel like, in turn... Well... The, that was because you knew the heck out of that it's brand. true. I really knew the brand really well and on that. If you hadn't been the graphic designer, things would have been a problem because you created... The one of the factions that didn't exist, yeah. and you created kind of the whole style. They didn't have a very good style guide, they so you created a lot. Can, yeah, and luckily it was that was the the chance of the designers. It was also really products. early in Orphan Black. I don't think they were ready for like they hadn't figured out their product, like, right? You know their selling strategy, so mm-hmm. kind of more fast and loose. I like the more fast and loose licensors. Uh, me too. We are very similar in that way. Spencer and, and Ryan, who've taken over the role, are more buttoned up. But a lot of my job was just convincing licensors. That's a good idea. Yeah, right. Just, just push approve. And uh, it, it times have changed as board games it's have grown. Really, yeah, it's been changed a lot in the last few years. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I. I so. You obviously you do all of the graphic design that you see in the board game when it comes out, but I think one other important aspect, and we were just talking about this mega Kickstarter, um, you do graphic design as well for Kickstarters. Uh, one that you did that was really great looking was uh, USAopoly's uh, Court of the Dead. Oh, thank you. Uh, I mean, that was really cool. I didn't do all the graphic design for that. Arlo did a good chunk of that. I did all the animation for that. Okay. So I don't want to take credit away from Arlo because it was a beautiful Kickstarter. But you've done other Kickstarters as well. Oh, yeah. But you've done the whole Cat thing. Cat Tower, TMNT, the original. There you go. That's right. Yeah, so why don't you talk a little bit about what goes into making one of those then because that's a, such a different beast and you know we're talking about our kickstarters that we've done and when we do it we talk mostly about the game we talk about our kind of a little bit of marketing strategy what how we want to produce things um, but we're not really talking about the other side of it which is making the kickstarter actually look appetizing making it look pretty and like this is something that's going to be a fun game without really actually knowing much about the game because uh, that's kind of that's kind of how kickstarters are sold for games these days is you're like okay this is the game in general in like two or three sentences, but then you're gonna see like all this cool art, you're gonna see all this kind of really splashy fun stuff. Yeah. The visuals are really important to Kickstarter, at least I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, having a cohesive looking Kickstarter, but also really clean, because I've seen a lot of Kickstarters that get too messy. Um, like they, you can have the Kickstarter page basically go on forever, but it, you shouldn't. It shouldn't go on forever. The more you scroll, the more bored you're going to get. Um, having PDF downloadable links, always a good option if you want to, like, you know, give away information but not clog your entire page. I love GIFs, obviously. Yeah. is my thing. Um, so the more GIFs, the better, I think, because it helps keep people interested in, like, things that are... But not too many. You don't want to do too many GIFs because then your page will load slowly. There's a lot of, you know ins and outs of, yeah. of that kind of stuff. But I love a good, clean, minimalist page, but with enough interesting content, but not also, also not too long. Yeah. You, you, you got anything to add to that one? Because well, you've done a lot. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I agree with everything she just said, but do you have a 
do you get a doc from people that says like, okay, value proposition graphic up front, then gameplay, then gifts, then like, is there a template that you typically go off of? Um, I try, yeah, I try and get a good creative, solid creative brief before jumping into anything. And I, I do, uh, ask for a private priorities and what they want to feature mm -hmm. most and in what way they want to feature it because um we've just revamped our whole marketing at usaopolis so like getting on board with like the new direction and making sure everything's cohesive has been a real push lately for us which is which is good cohesiveness is really helpful and knowing exactly what you want to achieve out of your kickstarter instead of just being like well this is cool and this is cool it's like what is this accomplishing you have to know what you're actually trying to go for instead of just throwing a bunch of stuff on a page and hoping for the best. Figuring, yeah. Figuring out your goal. Yeah, that's. I think that's good. I think I, I have strong opinions on how, like, the first thing should be, wow, this is cool. Right, yeah, this grab them immediately. Everything I'm getting, and mm -hmm. then, yeah, too much scroll can be an issue. So it, it's really about keep it, grab them, keep them on the page, but give them just enough. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, oh, keep them wanting more. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, and they'll, and they'll ask for more. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, it's Kickstarter. They yeah. always ask for more. Yeah. In a mean way. Yeah. <laughs> my my Arya Stark list grew this right? week. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Kickstarter. You know who you PTSD. are, backer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, one, we just lost one listener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. He's also not getting his camp. <laughs> it's, oh, no. it's important to understand in this industry that sometimes you should fire consumers. What I, what I think is that people think, they don't think of us as people. And I think that's unfortunate. That's what I felt this month. They don't understand. Like, right, yeah, no, they think like, you're like a robot. They think I'm a, mil they think I'm a millionaire, right? first of all. They think I can give them everything and I'm a millionaire and I'm greedy. And We're in, not though. No, we all take we all take significant pay cuts to work in creative. <laughs> I could go make double. Uh, there was a day I, I there were I was getting yelled at on Saturday, and I went and I took I had to take a walk, and I walked by a bank, and it was closed, and no one yelled at it for being closed on Saturday, and I thought that's a good life. <laughs> but I, I think that's the thing. So if you're a backer, it, 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 the, yes, of course, there's stuff we all want to do for your favorite thing. But there's also financial restrictions. And if you look at, especially with licensed product, look at some of the failures that have happened. And that's because they ended up giving too much and going broke. I know the numbers behind certain companies that can't ship their product. They are half a million, a million in the hole because they were a fan making a game. Yeah. They wanted and, to do everything. Yeah. Which, and, of course we do. Right. I'd, I'd love to have every single character in Turtles in the game, but... Financially, it's irresponsible. So, so, and also, <laughs> so what's most important is you got Pigeon Pete in there. I, yeah, I'm so obsessed. I, yeah, Pete Walsh was gonna have Pigeon Pete in there. I, I want Herman Crab. Oh yeah, Herman the Hermit. Yeah, he wears like a dumpster and shoots rockets. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and those of us working in the field, we don't even get our favorite thing in the game. No. Like we have to. I didn't get pepperoni in the other one. In the, other in the first TMNT. turtles. Yeah, yeah. In the first turtles. I wanted pepperoni. Exactly. So we 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 are fans. That's why we do this. And it's not that, you know, when you're talking, maybe, maybe you know. Remember that you're talking to a human. Yeah. Though we did get pepperoni into the uh, TMNT munchkin. That's pretty cool, but it's also munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, a fan of munchkin. I mean, look, I, I obligatorily love munchkin because I made TMNT munchkin. Um, but is it my favorite game I've ever played? Yes, because I made TMNT munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking a pause here for edits so John can note where he cut the last 30 seconds. <laughs> and then, uh, welcome back. We're okay, cutting so. nothing. <laughs> That's fine with me. I don't care. Oh. Yeah, so hey, we fucking... Hey, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw right. one in. You want to go cut nothing? <laughs> all right, all right. This, hey, this it's fine. Saturday. It's... I worked 30 days in a row and came up here to work. One more day in a row. That's true. That's true. We, I'm we, drinking we... bourbon because it's so cold in your house. It's so cold. <laughs> Stupid ice Yeah, we we've got uh, we've got two dogs here, and they are terrified of the flap when you have the doggy door. Um, so we have to duct tape the doggy door up so that they can have a nice open hole that they leap out of when they want to go out to the bathroom. 
which just means that we are held hostage to the weather. Uh, which it's, I know that anybody who's anywhere other than San Diego is like, fuck you. Um, but it is cold. It's, we're, we're having a cold front right now. It was, it was in the high 40s the other day. You realize the people in the polar vortex are like, oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like they're in like negative whatever degrees. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I got a message from Kevin Wilson today saying his, uh, the thing that, I'm a real big car guy. So, um, <laughs> the thing that does The little the flappy thing. thing you open to put gas in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is the only thing I can do for a car because it involves just using my wallet. Sure, yeah. Uh, that was frozen shut on his car. Oh, my God. I didn't know that That's could happen. That's how cold. No, me neither because we live in California. Right, yeah. So. <laughs> So yeah. sorry to all of you in the vortex, but we're pretty we're pretty cold. Well, and even in Seattle, we we were talking today. We were FaceTime. This yeah. was like the first time I've ever FaceTimed. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird that that my buddy. So so we were looking for um, somebody to design a website for us because if you've been to breadandcircuses.rocks, you'll know that we haven't done much to create a very good website. We mostly interact through Facebook, uh, but we do need to have a website, and we need it to be at least clean enough and professional enough looking that when we have people that we potentially want to work with um, or we want to be able to have fans come in and do something other than interact on Facebook, that we need to show that we're a real company um, that does real things. I, I just like the face Delaney made when you both said in the same paragraph, our web domain is breadandcircuses.rocks and we need to look professional. Well, we couldn't get .com. And I saw Dot Rocks as a thing. So we rock. <laughs> so Clearly. here we are. Uh, but yes, I was I was FaceTiming with a good buddy of mine who lives in Seattle. He works for Amazon. And so um, he was FaceTiming me and he turned around the camera and showed like real snow. Lots of snow. Lots of snow. Yeah. Like a, th a thick amount of snow. I didn't know it even snowed in Seattle. Me neither. Cammie's in Seattle. She said she got eight inches on her balcony. See? Yeah. The, the, yeah, now that's like weather. about eight, right? That's yeah. weather. Yeah, we don't need, we don't weather. really have weather here in San Diego. We rain. have climate. We got rain. We got did get a lot of rain, yeah. but we also were real spoiled because we just spent a week in Hawaii. So yeah, that, I was here. That yeah, hey. that happened. <laughs> 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 oh boy, yeah. Poor. poor... All right. Well, I Delaney's may... been on two episodes of this. Neither will air. <laughs> I may have to do some rescinding of some sections. Heavy here. editing. It's going to have to be some a little bit of edits. So yeah, if you're, if you're listening to this and um, you're hearing, <laughs> that's, that's 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 the result of a, a yeah. And if you're listening to this and there's no, <laughs> then you'll know that on Monday morning I forgot just how much <laughs> uh, we. We drop names here, and and uh, yeah, that's that's going to be fun too. We haven't had much pushback. We've we uh, we've been good. Our I fans have been thing. pretty yeah. pretty great so far. Yeah. We have a surprising amount of listeners on this podcast. It's going well. I, I think I you've only made one edit. You cut one bit, I which cut, is fair. I cut one. I cut <laughs> a couple of bits, but okay. yes, there was one main bit. Um, I don't remember. Oh yes, I do. I yeah. remember why. Nate went on a rant about a person. Yeah. I think I even remember that story. Yeah, that one had to go. But um, you know what? It's fine. It, it, we're, we're all for the better uh, for not having included. Yeah, that was unnecessary. <laughs> that person's <laughs> bad enough. It's fine. You don't need to say anything more oh my than gosh. some people are bad. That, Fantastic. that is true. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, we're we are we're in an industry just like any other industry. There are good people, there are bad people, there are helpful, lovely, wonderful people, and there are nasty, toxic, evil people. Just because we're all trying to make fun stuff that's fun for everyone, you you're making quite a face over here. I wish pe people could see the face you're making right now. And you're like barely capping just a, a, a bottomless pit of rage. Uh -huh. <laughs> like I said, my body came back online Games last night. Games does that to you. Games does that, and a mega campaign will do that to you. My I, honestly, my emotions and body came back online last last night after that conclusion, and so. Yeah, I'm I'm processing a lot of stages of grief and yeah. and realizing it's I lost like a, a month of my life too. Yeah, so so yeah, there were there are things, but we probably haven't said enough, and and it's good. I, I am honored to work for fans and make them games, and at the end of the day, it's still very cool. Um, I could be doing something like a I don't know making something more boring. money and being more comfortable where people don't yell at you. Right, right. <laughs> that is the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that sounds boring. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A sweet child of summer over here in the middle. <laughs> so, I look, look, back when I lived in L.A. and was trying to be Mr. Film Guy, and I always also tried to be Mr. Stand-Up Comedian Guy. Oh, my God, this is breaking news. This is breaking news. I tried to be a stand-up for a while. I did it for about six months, but I learned, and I, just as, as I'm sure you two are intimately familiar, um... Some lines of business require you to have a deeply masochistic streak within yeah. you. Stand-up right. comedian is that. Stand-up comedian is basically a form of masochism. Uh, it, it was horrible. Really, really, truly horrible. <laughs> After the first time I did it, I was like, this was maybe the worst experience I've ever had. And I'm going to go and do it again tomorrow. Wow. And then the day after that... For like six months. Um, and then I realized, this is awful. Wow. I don't want to do this. I, well, I, what I, happened how was... How did we get through the Eric Slauson episode without you mentioning this? Well, because he had such a positive experience. <laughs> he went and did stand-up and it was lovely and, and everybody enjoyed it. And they all laughed at his jokes. And, and he has he's a very good speaker. He's good at a conversational self. Yes. Um, I had to work on that a lot and arguably still do. Uh, but it, yeah, it was it was a really really terrible. I've got a video that I'll, I'll show you sometime off the air. It's it's not good. I'm very excited about this. It's not good. You put in your show notes. Do you guys have show notes? We do have we show do notes. Have you some. should definitely put it in your show notes. Oh then. no, it's bad. I, there's no way that's gonna go. No, it'll go viral. It'll help you guys out. <laughs> oh oh, is that what you think? You haven't seen it either. I'm in marketing, you guys. I have great ideas. <laughs> I support Delaney's idea. <laughs> Oh, I should yeah. not have said anything. No, da, da, da. he should not have. The, the masochism uh, is is beginning again. Well, well. So, so huh. in any case, okay. you guys, you guys understand, and I understand. We all understand here that yeah. to to work in certain industries, you have to hate yourself just a little bit and, and be ready to um, have a terrible time for a significant portion of the time. Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, that very fair. So, although I, I look, you guys say that I've got it easy and, and I haven't had as many bad times, but my first three years of pitching were pure misery, not getting a single game signed yeah. and going to every con and just pitching like just different types 40 of times and getting rejected. That's that sucks too. That's not super fun either. I hope that the mic really picked up her belittlingly because <laughs> going to conventions and talking to people has his toughest time in board games. <laughs> and being told that the things that you've put hundreds of hours into is not good and okay, not worth other people right. experiencing. You've at least gotten to the point where you've got thousands of people who are like chomping at the bit for the thing so much they're so excited about the thing that they hate you. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I basically... Yeah, I, I was like, our slogan, can we just change our slogan to, yeah, we're holding your favorite thing hostage. Give us yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you're that, in a that very... was how it felt at one point. Right, like, you're in an interesting that, position. That was in, it was that level of yelling that I was just like, <laughs> I'm a hostage negotiator. I am not in marketing anymore. People love what you do so much that they hate you. That's a very interesting position to be in. It is. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think that there is, yeah, there's... There's certainly a bell curve of like, okay, I'm I start out here and I'm nobody cares and nobody gives a shit what I do, right. and that's really horrible. And then you've got the success and you're like, well, this is great. But then you get more success and that bell curve goes back down, right. and it's like, well, no, now I have expectations of you and I hate you because you'll never meet them. Yeah, that's perfect, and that's why I mean that's why so many you know movie franchises reboot so often. Is, right, is the fans start to turn at at some point you've. At some point, it's become yours, not the company's. Yeah. And at some point, your Spider-Man has been done wrong by the company that is giving you the Spider-Man. And that's um, there's a term for it, actually. It's like a... Uh, oh, I don't know the word, but it's having a relationship with something in a one-way you know, direction where Spider-Man's not speaking to you. Spider-Man's being given to you by people, but you have this relationship. Right. And that's valid. I have that. Like, when they change things in, in my favorite fan things. I can't think of anything I like right now. I just did a 30-day Kickstarter. So, sure. I, you know, my, my, my love cells will recharge at some point and I will like things again. Actually, I like one thing. We'll talk about it okay. soon. Right. Well, you we'll know wait what? for I our guest to return from pouring more gin. I think I've just talked myself out of trying to be a successful board game designer. I feel like I'm at the peak of this bell curve right now and if I get more successful, then it's just going to cause people to hate me. Stay in the middle. And for me to hate my life. 
So uh, I think I think I should just maybe stay stay where I am. I I think I think uh, I talked to some pretty successful designers, and I think if they don't let them, if they're good at self care, and I, like one thing that Kevin Wilson does is he won't look at the uh, Kickstarter comments. Mm. He doesn't look. You, so you have to avoid. Sometimes you know what hurts you. And you have to avoid those things. And so I am this week doing that. I'm, I'm learning what really hurts my soul. And John and I had a conversation about that in the business. And I told him, these are the things that make me very unhappy and make me stall out on moving bread and circuits forward. And so if we address these things, then we, we're aware. And that's, that's part of living, right? Absolutely. Uh, th- this entire time that you were saying this, Delaney was giving me very pointed gestures to listen very carefully to what you were saying, because I, I may be guilty of... Someone needs to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't sleep so good at night. Yeah. Uh, neither of us sleep. So that's, that's a running bit that neither of us sleep. It's just games, guys. See, that's, that's just, in the end of it all, it's just games. It's you got to remind yourself of that. It's not that life is, or death. That's true. That's, that's very true. fair. Yes. I think there is something to say of having... Kickstarter comments might sure. suggest otherwise. I did get doxxed and hacked during the first Turtles campaign. Yes, so you did. I, I do remember that. That, that did happen. I have been doxxed twice in life and hacked once, and it's all over games and mm-hmm. comics. So, mm-hmm. Great, yeah. great. I think it's. I think the thing we've learned here is middling success is the best amount of success. That's right. Go I, unnoticed. I used to work. Be a critical darling. Right. I used to work at a theater, a professional acting theater, where they they had like some actors who were just starting out, yep. actors who were middling, and then actors who were like uber successful. Um, it, it turns out in that industry, it was, it was actually the exact opposite. You had the people who were very beginning. I was the person who took care of them when they weren't on set and weren't weren't actually in rehearsal. You had the people who were just starting out and they were just happy to be there. I feel like I'm I'm still there. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the people who were middling success, and these were the people who were like super insecure and they were like, "I wish I was more famous." Mm. And so then they were like the nightmare people. And then you had the people who were super famous, and they had already learned all of these mechanisms and coping mechanisms uh, of things. Yeah. And they were like, "I don't give a shit. I've got a lot of money." And I think maybe that's another big difference between acting and uh, making board games is when you're very <laughs> successful in acting, uh, you make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. You're actually very successful. So they're like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to smoke in my apartment. I don't give a shit. Um, and then we'd have to repaint the walls. So Wow. That's yeah. a fun little aside of how the acting world is different than the board game world. Yeah. Also the video game world. I, I once saw the budgets of uh, marketing for a video game and... You could just take three zeros oh off the God. end, and that would be the whole budget for a board game. So, so true. again, we're humans working in an industry that we love and want to stay in and love all of you except one of you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's uh, at the end of the day, hey, we're making games. You we're know, what, games. what else is fun, though? What, what, yeah. What else what, has been going on? Hey, Delaney, what, what, uh, what fun thing have you been into lately? What fun thing have I been into Yeah, what, what are you enjoying Besides right games. Now? Besides yeah. games. All I've been doing is watching Hannibal because Ugh. Hannibal is, I didn't, I mean, I knew about it when it came out, but I didn't watch it because for whatever reason, I just didn't watch it. But now I'm binging it hard and it is, I'm on last season and I'm really upset about being on the last season. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And every season. So I watched it back when it aired um, and I'm rewatching it with Delaney now. And yeah, I'm, I'm deep into it again. So good. It is the best. It is the best. It's so beautiful. Every shot is so gorgeous. Insanely. Yeah. And and what's his name? Mads. Mads Mikkelsen. Amazing. So amazing. Gillian Anderson. Gillian Anderson. Perfect. She's always beautiful and amazing. I didn't know, but but until that role, I I liked her, but I didn't know I loved her. That role she destroys. She's I feel amazing. Like, I feel like there's a lot coming with her. I haven't. It's 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 like peaking. It's peaking yeah. in season three with her. Yeah, we're like two episodes into yeah, season three right now. Season okay, three. we've Very got good. we've got yeah. some but shit she's, coming. She's clearly a main role now in season three. Yeah, she becomes she one of the title characters right in season three. Yeah, I would guess they didn't even plan to have that, but she just killed it so like so well that into. it just and that again, you know, speaking for licensed like. Characters break out and then mm-hmm. they come back, but God, every shot so beautiful. So Mad. The lighting, the game. 
Would you say? I would make a Hannibal game. I would love it. (laughs) We'll reach out. We'll see if we can get that license. We'll make sure it's over. Be Daniel Danger's Hannibal art print because it's amazing. Oh, the one where it's in his office, but with a stag shadow covering the library. It's gorgeous. My favorite cosplay ever was at Comic Con. I posted the picture, so maybe we could find that for the show Show notes. notes. (laughs) But it was this girl who was the stag, and she was amazing and. Pure black with the horns. And the feathers. Yeah. She had like a plaid suit, like a Mads plaid oh. suit. Oh, it was nuts. That's so cool. It was stunning. I stopped her and like... I, like, was I need like, your photo. Yeah, <laughs> now. And I, and I always make someone happy at Comic-Con because I'm a deep level nerd. So I always find someone that like put a lot of effort into things and no one, no one notices. But I was like, I know all. <laughs> like I, I met someone who was doing stuff for Lexicon, a Max Berry book. Which is a deep cut. And then I met someone who was in one panel of uh, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight. And I told him, I go, son of the bat. And he's like, I told my wife someone would get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love that. But yeah, Hannibal is, uh, that's a top show all so time for me. Good. I, I feel like this know. is the first time we've all agreed on something. On, on a, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not going to agree moving on, on whatever you and I go for. I'm not even agreeing on my own pick when we get there. But, um, but Hannibal, but Hannibal, amazing. Best, one of the best shows ever. And, and I will watch anything with Mads now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And, he's so great. I, yeah. I didn't know. There's, I just didn't know. Yeah. There, have you seen the, the Netflix one where he gets accused of no, uh, no. something? Oh, no, yeah. No, I want to see. Amazing. You got to watch it. Polar just Polar, dropped. Right? Yeah. No, there's another one. Oh, the other I'll send one. you the other one. No. It's um, it's a Danish show. It's a Danish oh, one because okay. he's not English. I don't. I no, don't believe. no, no, he's, he's Danish. Swedish. Oh, he's Danish. Mm-hmm. Danish. Okay, but yeah, you got to watch that too. So yeah, Mads. John, yeah. what about you? What's going on? Well, so as much as I want to talk about Resident Evil Two because it's taking over my life, I feel like everybody knows that Resident Evil Two remake is fantastic. So I want to talk about a different game that I've been playing right now. Um, I, I brought my Switch to Hawaii, um, I, and Delaney knows I, I spent the entire time basically playing this game, War Groove. Um, it's on the Switch. If you ever played Advance Wars, I don't know <laughs> it's if been I, the best face show, the best. This should have been a video cast. Yeah, oh, so good. Yeah, just watching the Delaney side eyes have been I my favorite good thing. Face. She gives good face. She does. She does. Yeah. Um, have you ever played Advance Wars? Um, did you ever play that? You yeah. like okay, all right. Uh oh. Okay, so this is because there's the last Advance Wars game came out like 15 years ago. Mm. Um, this is the spiritual successor oh, of wow. Advance Wars. It's on the Switch. Oh boy! And it is just fantastic. It is um, heavy strategy mm-hmm. war game uh, where you have one hero and you're constantly recruiting more troops. Um, it's turn based. And you're going and you're kind of capturing these outposts to give you more income as you're making your way uh, across the map and fighting these other people. Very unforgiving if you're making mistakes. All about the tactics. And uh, it's it's a difficult game and it's a fucking blast. I'm having a great time. And it's something that you can, you know, on the Switch, any game that comes out on the Switch, I'm already going to give it like an extra point because I can play it anywhere. And I can play it for five minutes if I want. Or I can play it while I'm watching something on TV. Yeah. Uh, you know, just having that that freedom with the Switch automatically makes me more excited to play any game. Uh, and, and this one really delivers. I would play it even if it was on, you know, a console. But having it on the Switch even more makes it just my jam. My total Whoa. jam. Yeah, you just sold me another game on the Switch. That's All like right. four now. Speaking of, I meant to bring this up to you. And, and we talked about it on the pod uh, when you lent me Spider-Man and PS4. <laughs> Your thumbs. Uh, I played for three days straight to finish the game because uh, Amanda was out of town and I was like, I'm going to do this. I play a game once a year. That's it. Uh, my right thumb still hurts. Ooh. Oh, buddy. Still hurts. I'm that I'm, That's how old I am. I got some stretches for you. He has exercises for that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right thumb still hurts. So, but yeah, you sold me another game. All right. What's your thing? Okay. Uh, here's my thing, and also the perfect timing to have Delaney here. Oh boy. Okay. Right. Uh, my thing is you on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. It's terrible, and I, <laughs> I and I fucking love it. It's like Riverdale. It's it's Where I yeah, hate it, yeah 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 it's great yeah yeah it's 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 a garbage show. Sure. For it's. Is a Gossip Girl but with a stalker? 
Yes, and it's very. I mean, it's made, he's gossip girl. He, he was gossip. Girl. Okay, I I have not seen the gossip girl, and it's made very clear. The first sentence of the show lets you know this character is a stalker, right? And and that's no. So, but but I ate it up so much, and and here's what's there's there's some interesting elements to this. Uh, first off, about three episodes in, I realized something. Every episode was forty two to forty four minutes, and every nine minutes there was a a, a, a black spot, and also we've discussed. F.E.T. on the show. There was none. There was a, a scene that was uh, PG-13. I put it all together and I go, this show's not made for Netflix. It was it's made, made for, for Lifetime. Oh. And then they passed. Oh. And so this is a new business model and it's interesting. And I always thought Netflix should be doing that inside out where they d- they should limit their content creators to TV friendly mm. formats so, so they, they can, can make more revenue. Yeah. yeah. Like Bojack just got mm. on exactly. Central. Yeah. So Netflix should have always been doing that. Letting Ozark go an hour five is losing money because Ozark we could sell to AMC. Right. But this was made for TV and then got picked up for Netflix. So that was interesting. So it made me think Lifetime and made me think of another trash show that I love. Unreal. Oh, I want to watch that. I hear oh, it's really bad, but great. It's the best. It's the best. It makes me care about The Bachelor. And right? I now That's think, why I feel like... I now think I can pick from the picture who's going to win The Bachelor. I'm an expert. I've been behind the scenes for three seasons. <laughs> Unreal was amazing. They hired actresses and actors that are all bootleg knockoffs. Love they hired, like... They were like, get us an Anna Kendrick type. Get us a Rashida Jones type. Get us a Clive Owen but fat type. Like it was everything about it was a budget version. It's the best. So I apparently love trash. Well, Unreal, then, Unreal is a Marty Noxon show, isn't it? Is it? Is I it? Think, oh God, Marty Noxon's I amazing. So that would explain why it's great. Yeah, I yeah. It was. And and that is no insult to the actresses and actors because I love I love the, the hell out of them. Like they are great, but they just it's funny that they happen to look like like there's like a Crims Hemsworth light like. Every character is somewhat... Resi- it's like when those knockoff studios make like a name filmed very similar so you mess yeah. up and rent it at Redbox. Like It's like that, but it was so good and so fulfilling. The show ends perfectly. So, um, But this leads to an interesting question. So the big drama is that the guy on you is attractive uh-huh. and the internet's going like, he's hot, uh-huh. but he's a stalker. And then there's the same thing right now with Ted Bundy where the internet's mad that people are like, he's hot, but he's a stalker. But is that okay to like a person in a medium? Like, what What do we do about this? Um, I don't know. I, I, every time I've seen the guy in the trailers for you, I'm like, so this guy looks Cillian like... Cillian Murphy knockoff. Okay, every everybody. He's an everybody knockoff. Yeah. He's a Dennis Reynolds knockoff. Yeah. He's a Matt. Oh, that's what I said. He, he was Dennis. Yeah. And by the way, I mean the implications. You yeah, know, the implications. He's definitely Dennis. He's, he's like Dennis plus Matt Bomer plus like uh, Killian Murphy. Yeah. Like he is every dark haired, decently looking, slim framed white guy. Yeah. He's Lonely Boy from Gossip Girl and that's sure. all he is. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe if you've watched that, but like... Okay, but yeah. Gossip Girl was a phenomenon that you guys apparently missed out on and he was the main role. Oh, really? He, he's the main character of Gossip oh. Girl. He's Gossip Girl. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Gossip Girl, he is Gossip Girl. He could also be Jason Mraz. He could also be like... But maybe that's the casting, right? You pick a guy... Because a lot of what he has to do to stalk is to hide in plain sight. And so... He's creepy. He also looks like the the dude from Maroon 5. What's his name? No, he doesn't... Adam Levine is attractive. He... Dan... He's all of them. John, I was at a Super Bowl party. There was... Which, by the way, terrible game. Were people angry or positive towards him taking his shirt off? Uh... 50% 50% of the population was pro. got very loud, and the other, uh, those of us went, yes, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty good. A lot, <laughs> lot of that, a lot of tattoos, but hey. Like, I, I was, like, wondering if he had to remind himself every morning, like, a character from a Christopher Nolan film. Like, does he have to remind himself he lives in California every morning, and that's what's going on there? <laughs> but, uh, you know, body on point, uh, dude's, dude's a good-looking man. You know, sometimes you see these things on, like, Reddit or online where they yeah. take every actor who's ever played Batman... And, and they him? smoosh him together yeah. and say, "This is this is the average. This is this guy looks like one of those, but for every average, like good-looking white guy with right. dark hair, yeah, he looks yeah. like he's not a real person. He's a like a Google algorithm shoved into a person That's picture. Y'all are weird. 
You know, he also <laughs> looks like um, Sam Sam Witwer. No, oh my God, Sam Witwer. I have met Sam Witwer in person, and he is a gorgeous human being. Dan Humphreys is nothing on him. But look at him in this picture. He looks, oh, it's a gif. It's but he kind of looks like him there. Oh, you know what? He also looks like Doyle from um, no, Angel. No, Doyle's uh, also way like, hotter. He looks he, like he's Callum ugly. Blue. No, he's ugly. D- uh, I, he just not looks Callum like, Blue. I, I'm going to defend d- that he does not look like Doyle. Thank don't you. don't step into the Buffy Thank verse you, with Glenn, this, these two. Glenn Quinn is an attractive human being. Yes, yeah. he had a heroin problem, but that, he's not Dan Humphreys. Yeah. He's I will Stop say he's Gossip Girl. He's mostly uh, Dennis. Dennis. Rebels. I'll yeah, give you Dennis, Dennis because he yeah. kind of does look like Dennis, yeah. and he acts like Dennis because Dennis is a creep. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely no, he's, he's very like Dennis. Dennis. If you want to watch a show about Dennis being Dennis. At peak Dennis. So I should watch you, is what you're oh, yeah, saying? Oh, yeah. You <laughs> should watch you. You should watch Unreal. Uh, absolutely. Oh, I, but I'm like, definitely going to watch Unreal. Uh, do you want. Well, I'll watch it with you. We can figure it out later. But don't, but don't go in thinking, like, because you exploded in the, in the culture as, like, this very meme friendly, very viral thing. And it's so funny because Lifetime must be so jealous because they would have gotten that attention. They passed. Uh, but it's not good. Uh, but boy, I watched, I mean, we watched it all in three days. It was, oh boy. but I, sometimes you want popcorn. I love a good show that's bad, but good. Like yeah. I said, Riverdale, the magicians, both Sabrina, it, it, not like, good. Sabrina, Sabrina from like an objective good. point of view, they're not good shows, no. but like from a fan point of view, they're fucking fantastic. Yeah, I'm sorry. From an objective point of view, <laughs> Sabrina was not good. It was Except not. It's, okay. it's subjective. Yeah. It is not <laughs> good, right, but it's great. But <laughs> it's, it's also yeah, it's a reminder of what it's TV so used bad, to be like. But great. Yeah, TV's gotten too good. It's like no. Charmed. Like watching back on Charmed, it's cheesy and terrible, yeah. but like I still love it. That's what TV was. It, now it's like, TV's right. fucking Ozark and like and fucking. And yeah, deep. It's this is us. Breaking it, Bad. We're yeah. gonna murder people. Yeah, no. It's no, like it's awesome fun. USA Imagine. or sci-fi in the mid two thousands. I feel like Can that's we... peak terrible TV. Yeah. Yes, and it was no. great. I know. I loved good, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was happier. We were all Fire happier then. If we could go back. Warehouse thirteen. We, would, Take me we back. were generally <laughs> happier then. Yeah. Yeah. Burn Notice, Psych, all of that good all stuff. Of them so don't cheesy, don't you good. dare say anything bad about Psych. I love Psych. Psych's my Psych's favorite. favorite. I have show. a pineapple henna tattoo on me right now. I bought a pineapple you know necklace just for him. Yeah. yeah. Good. All no. right. As long as we agree, Psych is excellent. Oh, Psych is the best. Okay. Come well, on, then. son. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I think we've we've adequately yelled into the microphone pretty, for an hour. It's a pretty solid 28-minute episode. <laughs> uh, oh, no. I'm, I, I think I'm rounding be... back, and I'm, I'm making no cuts. Oh, you are cutting something. <laughs> Delaney will have final edit on this episode. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think that's how we go. The marketing professional gets to edit this episode. We'll see. We'll see. I, uh, we will see. I don't think you're going to end up listening to it, so I feel like it's going to be fine. You're, what you don't know it won't hurt you. We'll, we'll just put it out there and it'll be great. I'm signed contract for my voice release. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fine. Everything, everything is going to be a okay. You know where everything's a okay? Hmm. Castle on ABC. <laughs> All right, check you know, out Castle. You know, and I think one reason why a lot of people and you know we we haven't been sleeping well, and that's because at some point in our lives. We shopped at Mattress Firm. Don't do that. Don't shop at Mattress Firm. Don't shop at Mattress Firm. They're the worst. See, Delaney gets it. She knows. Uh, We we each have our our little goodbye things. We're putting you on the spot. We have our little catchphrases. Those are our tags. Those are our tags. We're professionals. If you want to throw down a tag, you can. If you don't want to, no pressure. No, Good. it's not. A, it's not going to happen today. It's it's I'll just support the anti-mattress firm move, movement. Right. Yeah. She's second. Oh, there we go. That dog barking. Yep. That's that's the right. goodbye tag. All that's right. it. That's it. 